0: Welcome to Grow With Us, a podcast that explores the excellence found in the Oakland Unified School District. I'm your host, Killian Betlock, longtime middle school principal in OUSD and current executive director of enrollment. And we're here for real talk about Oakland Unified and the programs and people that make a difference in the lives of young folks every day. There's so much that makes OUSD a special place, and we're going to tell you all about it. We're telling real stories of the Oakland classrooms and hallways. This isn't a press release. This isn't the party line. If anything, we're creating that, hand curated underground stories of the hard work and creative thinking that makes Oakland Unified such a remarkable place of learning. If you're a parent who wants to know more about our school district, this is the place for you. If you're the public school equivalent of a foodie, this is the place for you. If you've ever tuned into a board meeting and wish there were fewer countdown clocks and more thick and meaty discourse, this is the place for you. Here at Grow With Us, you'll find acronym-free, content-rich storytelling about the things that matter to Oakland. We hope you'll join us. Welcome to Grow With Us. I'm Killian Betlock, Executive Director of Enrollment for Oakland Unified. This is our podcast. Normally... We bring in some amazing leaders, movers and shakers in the Oakland Unified School District to learn about the work they're doing to make OUSD such a great place to learn and teach and grow. Or we go to school sites and we talk to kids. Today's a little different because I'm on the hot seat because it's enrollment season. So I'm going to answer questions about how our enrollment system works, how families should check out schools. uh, And I'm here with my colleague, Bobby Jordan, who leads the enrollment marketing team.
1: Yes, thank you for having me, Killian. I get to hearken back to my, some of my old days as a print journalist, so I get to ask the questions, put you on the hot seat, as nice. you said. Uh, like Killian said, I do. I lead the enrollment marketing team. We are a team, mighty team of four uh, that manages three particular uh, brands. One is called Town Sprouts, focused on pre-K to fifth grade, uh, Oak in the Middle, focused on our middle schools from sixth to eighth, and high school, our college and career pathways from uh, freshman through senior uh, so awesome. it's good to be here. I'm I'm ready to get at this and and put you on the hot seat and ask you some of these questions. All things enrollment. I'm ready for the hard questions, Bobby. Let's kick it off. Yeah. So we're in the heart of enrollment season. Big question for everybody out there is how do they apply?
0: Absolutely. So if you are a family of a child who is going into pre-K, so they're three or four, TK, they're four, Kinder, they're five, sixth grade or ninth grade, or you just want to change your school, families would go to chooseousd.org. That's our platform for how to apply. All of our applications are done online, and that's the main way that families will access schools for the 24-25 school year.
1: And chooseousd, it's not just application, though, right? Like, it's in multiple languages, and they can also take the time to get to know some of our schools, right? Like, what do you...
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, the chooseousd.org website is in English, Spanish. Chinese, and Arabic, and in addition to the application portal, there's what we call the school directory. Separated by grade span, so pre-K, elementary, middle, high, there's a directory of every school in the district. You'll see some beautiful photos, you'll see the outside, information about the schools, where they are located in the city, which bus lines serve them, which special education programs each school has, electives, AP courses for high schools, and of course, a lot more. And you also hear uh, a description and kind of a narrative that's written by school leaders describing their school and what they're about.
1: And the beauty about the site is you are able to kind of tap into all the schools because Oakland, you have a choice of where you go to school, right? Like, so can you tell us, parents out there, what does that, what does it mean to be a choice district?
0: Absolutely. So I think the way to understand this is to draw a contrast to what a choice district is not. So in, in other places, they have a, a, a policy called neighborhood assignment which basically says where you live is geocoded into a neighborhood and then that's where you go to school. And it's pretty direct. It's pretty simple. Um, In OUSD, we do have neighborhood boundaries that are defined for each school, but families are not assigned to that school, nor are they required to attend their neighborhood school. And they do have choices and options. And this is, you know, I mean, it's a really, it's a really interesting system in that, we know that a lot of families really want to go to their neighborhood school. They want, especially for the little ones, right? You want that experience of like holding your kid's hand as you cross the street and walk them into kindergarten on the first day and although now or TK or preschool, right? And try to hold back your tears as a parent. Um, And so it's definitely something that, uh, you know, is a part of a lot of people's schema around schools. I want to go to my neighborhood school. But there's also reasons to not that some people have. Maybe uh, uh, one of the caregivers or parents works Downtown, right? And so they need to be closer to the job. Maybe there's need to be cho- closer to childcare. Maybe there's a specific program, such as our dual language immersion programs, that families want to access, right? All these things contribute to why families are allowed to choose up to six additional schools. So you get your neighborhood school that's in that's automatically coded into families' applications, and then families can choose and rank six additional schools.
1: So, so how does it work? I go to chooseosd.org. I start the application process. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? So I put in my address and then what happens?
0: Yeah, so if you're looking to find out what your neighborhood school is, you'd go to that directory we talked about and you type in your address and you'll see from all the different schools that are on there, you'll see a little map pin will change color. Um, and the school on the on the uh, the school name will come up and it'll say your neighborhood school. It's great on an audio format. We're describing <laughs> something that you can really only appreciate if you see it. Um, and then when you go into the application part, you'll see that same neighborhood school is the one that you're starting with, right? And some families are like, I didn't pick this. Why is it in my application? Yup, It's your neighborhood school. The system knows. Um, the system knows where you live and what school is your neighborhood school. And I guess it's also important to name that might not be the school that. Just, closest to your house right like if you live on the uh you know on the on the boundary between two schools there might be one that's actually a little bit closer you know in the same way that you know if you live in uh, you know, if you live in Reno, you're 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 not closer to the ocean. You're closer to, to to Nevada, but you're still a Californian, right?
1: And in some cases, there will be occasions where more than one neighborhood school, will pop yeah. up, just like you're saying, right? exactly.
0: Like there's there's some zones where there might be two. Uh, there's zones there. There's a zone where there's three neighborhood schools, and some of that is because there are sometimes more than one school on the same campus. They're shared campus schools, and you'd have neighborhood priv- priority and privilege at at any of those schools. And, and therefore, all of them will be in your application, but you still get to pick six. So, folks that are in that situation, if they add six, they might have nine. Um, and that's, but that's just part of the that's part of the system.
1: And then this is all the more reason for people to actually go see it. ChooseOUSD.org. They add their six. Then what? Like you, you, you know, say so you have three neighborhood schools. Yeah. You pick your six. Then what do you do with your yeah.
0: six? So after you have your your schools, you're going to rank them, and you're going to rank them in order of the of the preference that you have for them and how you view them. And, and really you should be ranking them based on the likelihood that you want your child to go to that school. There's definitely some folks out there that are trying to figure out, you know, it, okay, if I rank this school first, but then this school second, but I really want this one, and then maybe I put that one third, but then maybe I'll switch. I mean, you can tie your head in knots, and just it's our recommendation to families as you go into this and don't try to game the system, don't try to outthink um, the policy. Uh, really approach it like, what is my first choice? What is my second choice? What is my third choice? And then you're going to rank those schools and the system's going to say, are you sure? Did you do it? Um, and then you're going to press submit and there's some confetti that comes down on the screen. Again, like, yeah, this is a great podcast topic. We're just going to describe things um, that people can see. Um, visual visual learns. Visual, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the, this, is, uh, this is also just like really bad pedagogy. It's just like not how you should ever teach anyone how to do something. But no, we're, gonna, we're killing it right now. No, and so then you'll see, those, you'll see the confetti come down and you know that you've submitted your application successfully.
1: Well you just said something. You said something about gaming the system. Yeah. A lot of people think you can game the system. Mm-hmm. And the way ours is set up, you can't. Ours, can you just talk a little bit about the perception like yeah. we're a choice district? Right. We don't rely on a lottery. Yeah. What as a choice district, what are we relying on for, sure. for people to get, you know, their particular school mm-hmm. of choice?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, in the early days of this system, I think we all use the phrase lottery. And it's something that in my role as executive director, I've really tried to move away from. Lottery conveys images of just pure randomness, right? The ping pong balls are bouncing around in the machine and they're popping up, right? And and who knows what order they come up in. Um, and the system is not... Is not that random, right? And and I, I kind of I just every time I also I think of ping pong balls. I think of uh, you know Patrick Ewing getting picked for the for the New York Knicks, uh, which I know is dating
1: myself. But uh, yeah, I was gonna go with more Lebron or Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, <laughs>
0: those were those were both those were both suspicious. I mean, the, the Ewing one supposedly the envelope was cold, and so Stern knew which envelope. Okay, this is this is a different podcast. The you know, And so we don't, we're trying not to call it the lottery. Um, the, the, what, we, what we want to call it is just kind of it's a system of priorities. And, and what that means is that every application that comes in and your child, if you applied to your neighborhood school plus six, might have seven different applications. They're assigned a priority. And the priority is a quantifiable, usually binary, yes, no, state that, um, that the school board has ranked in order from like highest preferred to lowest. And those priorities are, are really the drivers of who gets offers and why. And so just to kind of name them very, very quickly. Yeah, what are could, the priorities? Yeah. Um, and again, you could read about these on our website, oustorg backslash enroll. There's an FAQ section. It's actually up to date. I know a lot of times when we're working with like districts and bureaucracies or like someone's like, go to the website. I'm like, no, but really go to the website. It's there. Um, so the first priority in our system is for continuing students. So that means that, Families do not need to apply to have their children remain at their school, and no one loses their spot um, at their school through the enrollment process. Um, Second is foster youth. Next is siblings. So if there is, if you have a, you know, if your older sibling already goes to the school, we want to keep families together. We don't want people doing multiple
1: drop-offs. They got to make that easy morning time routine easy. Big time.
0: It's already, it's already not. So we're just trying to lift it down. Um, and then there's, and then there's uh, children of staff who work at the school. So, you know, if you're a third grade teacher, if you're the principal, if you work in nutritional services, if you're the custodian and you want your child to attend the school that you yourself work at, there's a priority for that. The next and this the big one is neighborhood. We talked about that a little bit. But there's a in the priority system, a high priority is given to families who live in the neighborhood. Again, just tying into that idea of like of of lifting up neighborhood schools. Neighborhood schools are much likely to be f- uh, thriving community schools, and families want that experience. And then they go down. There's a lot of little ones, but we get into we have a, a new priority that's been approved by our school board this year for just general staff. Right, so. Maybe you don't work at that school, but you do work in our district. There's a priority for you, even if you yourself don't work, don't live in Oakland, right? We know it's, it's been gentrification is real. Uh, the rent is too high. And a lot of families have had a hard time uh, staying in Oakland, but they want that connection to the place that they've worked. So we've got Oakland staff, then we have Oakland residents, and then we have non-Oakland residents. And so, you know, non-Oakland re- residents can apply to our schools. Um, there is a process that eventually they have to go through to get an interdistrict transfer, but there's nothing that like
1: prevents them from doing that initial application. And so, those are the priorities. Those are, oh, so and now that we have the priorities, like we said it at the start of the podcast, we're in your probably busiest time of the season. Yeah, like, what what. what What do you call this period we're in Mm -hmm. right now? What does it look like? Why is it beneficial for families to get them in? Get your applications in now, (laughs) OSD.org.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we call this the on-time enrollment window. And so this is the first window where we're starting to have applications come in. It's open from December 1st, and this year closes on February 10th, 2024. Any application that's submitted in this window is called on time. Um, And the on time applications, you know, the benefit of coming in first is that you're going to get those first round of offers in March. And families that apply outside of this window, uh, one, you don't have access to that first round of offers. You have to wait another three weeks. But also after those priorities, you know, kind of the next thing, one of the things we look at is also was the application submitted on time? And I want to be clear, it's not the first thing. And there's definitely some folks that have felt frustrated by that over the years of like, well, I was on time and this person wasn't. Look, a a late application that has a higher priority will get that higher priority. But on time is a tiebreaker that's important. And and so we really, really, really encourage families to submit those applications on time um, so that they're just it gives you far more access to choice uh than if you're applying late because if when you start applying late those offers have gone out those seats are starting to fill and now instead of having you know potentially having your application considered when every seat is available every kinder seat is available now you're having your application considered when maybe it's like there's only five left or or something like that. So, um this is really a it's also, you know, we've also seen and I'll just name it like we have seen the on-time window has not always been representative of the entirety of the Oakland school district community, right? It has it has been rep- more represented by uh affluent families, by white families, and it's not that there's anything wrong with being either of those things, but we do want to see in this on-time window every group that makes Oakland such a rich and diverse place of learning represented in, in, in accessing school choice and accessing opportunity for their families.
1: Right. So we have choice priority and all of those are encompassed into one just because you get a application in between, you know, December 1st, February 10th is when it closes. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't like you get it in, but it's not like you get like a particular preference because like you were the first one on December 1st to get it in.
0: Well, that means there's two things there, right. That are important. Turning your application in, uh, you know, (laughs) at twelve oh three a.m. on December first doesn't give you any more on timeness than the person who waited until eleven fifty nine p.m. on February tenth, right? So all of those applications are are co-equal. So if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh my god, December first was three weeks ago," you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're going to get it in. And I think the second thing is is being on time doesn't give you – that's not number one. That's not the first priority. I think the, the best metaphor I've come up with is, is, is boarding a plane, right? So I can get to the airport five hours early, and I can show up at my gate five hours early. But the plane is going to board based on on the their zone. And even when my zone starts boarding, and I'm sitting there in zone four, right, watching everybody come in with their roller bags, and I'm heck of mad – If someone runs up late who's in zone two, what happens? My line gets stopped and that zone two goes in. Now we can feel some kind of way about that. And maybe referencing air travel is not like the right way to get people excited about enrollment. But I think that's the best way that I can describe like why just like being first isn't giving you like ultimate, you know. But if there's a bunch of other people that have your same priority – and then, in that case, then being on time is an advantage uh, over 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 turning
1: in late. So, big things, folks, should know: we're a choice district, mm-hmm. but we also have a set of priorities, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they should review those again at chooseousd.org, or that's where you enroll. You can yep. take a depth in-depth look at the priorities at ousd.org/enroll.
0: Yep. FAQ. Go FAQ. to the FAQ.
1: FAQ section is where is that uh, up to date, as he mentioned. But this is only part of it, too, right? Like Oakland, we have a lot of schools. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of choices for families out there. Yep. Former principal, teacher, current OUSD parent in the district. Like what? What? What would you give families starting this process as picking a school for their child? For sure, it can be overwhelming. So what? What? What are some tips for them?
0: I mean, the first, the first one, and this is really important, is don't Panic. I think it's really easy to panic and it's really easy to like go to the playground and listen to people talking about things and they might be citing some stats or they might be talking about stuff and you're like, you start to get that feeling like you've missed out on something and you get like that like profound FOMO and you're just it, let it out. Just take that deep cleansing breath um, because it's going to be okay and you're going to be okay and your kid's going to be okay. Um, there's lots of amazing schools and those folks who have done all that research they're entering the same objective transparent system that you are and they're everything that you know they might know the name of, of everybody who works in the building it gives them no greater access to enrollment than you who just started thinking about this the other day and and are feeling like you're going to panic but then you're going to remember the first rule which again is don't panic the second thing is stay, and this kind of connects into don't panic. Is stay away from like all the fa- false prophets of 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 school quality, right? And so by that we just mean um, things like outdated anecdotes. Um, things that like, you know, my cousin's neighbor friend said happened to them and around the, you know, um, there are some websites, which, you know, we won't name them for fear of reprisal. Nah, not really fear of reprisal, but it's like, I'm ready for the reprisal, yeah. but there's some websites out there that like, that, that like really, really overemphasize test scores and they compile stuff, and really, like the people who've benefited from those those websites are real estate agents who use them to jack up the prices of houses in certain neighborhoods and 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 things like that. And so that's just not a great place to get information. And so you really want to just be cautious of that kind of thing. And I think the third thing is like, is is your kind of you want to avoid like helicopter judgments, like, well, that school's over there, so that must mean X Y Z, right? And and these are sometimes called bias, right? But, and we all have biases for different things. Like, I'm just not a fan of, like, tuna. Um, and so they have some bias around tuna. Um, and sometimes, you know, I've had some delicious tuna fish over the years. But like, we, we have to just be thoughtful about those kind of things and 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 make sure that we're, we're kind of pushing through the other side of it. That, that was a bunch of what not to do, but, you know.
1: So what um, would you recommend a family do? Yeah. Like, one of the things I heard is, like, you know, we have plenty of school tours. Mm-hmm. To go see, like seeing it in person is. That's the thing, right? See
0: for yourself, right? Like um, really get those experiences to the extent that you can yourself through your perspective, your vision. So how do you do that? So there's school tours that are posted on both. Some schools' websites, the, updating websites is, man, that's, that's really hard when you think about it. That's a challenge. Yeah. I mean, like, I was teaching all day, I was principaling all day. Um, and then what I do in my spare time is update websites. You know, that's, right. that's not an easy thing. <laughs> so also don't judge schools when that happened. It just means yeah. that they're paying attention to kids. The, uh, but so we've compiled a list of tours, oust.org, backslash enroll, and then there's a section called calendars. Um, and so you can do those. Not everyone has time to take out to go a bunch of tours. We have our virtual school showcases that um, happen in December and January where leaders from the schools, usually the principal, not always, come in and do a little presentation about their school. They answer Q&A. We'll be posting those if you've missed them on our website. You can go back and watch. And then you know, there's a lot of schools that they might not have their tours posted, but they might have... um, uh or they or that you may have missed a tour. A lot of folks will, will still talk to you about their school. They'll still they'll still welcome you if you drop by. You know, and I think what that you know, the next thing that comes up is like, all right, well I do this, like what am I looking for? You know, I mean and some of it some of it is, is you may, you may come with some criteria, right? If you know that you're really interested in a, in a dual language program, you're gonna to wanna to know the ins and outs of that, right? And you're gonna to wanna to project senior kid in that context. If you um, are a family of a student who receives special education services, obviously you're gonna have some specific questions about how those services are delivered and, and making sure that campus is accessible to your child and, and those kind of things. You know, I think the other things are, the, the, the big general things is, is what does it feel like on campus? What do you see kids doing? What do you hear staff talking about? How does that connect to your values? How does that connect with what you want for your kid? Um, I think that those things are, are, are really important, and it's hard. You know, there's definitely – I look, I'll, my kids go to OUSD. We went through this process. Did my wife make a very complex spreadsheet about our school visits? Yes, she did. Is that required and necessary? I don't think so, right? It's really, you know, like, am I saying just go with your gut? No, but, like, it's it's about – it's about – getting into the space yourself talking to listening to the leaders talk about their school and then really thinking about about casting your child who you know the best into that context right
1: mm-hmm. are there particular things that you looked for when you were principal you would like try to highlight at your school mm-hmm. that families and parents should pay attention to
0: yeah i mean i i always wanted families to hear how we approach teaching and learning because you know, schools get, we put all these other things on schools, right? We And and some of them are really important to do. And we sometimes get caught up in, in the clubs and the field trips and the gardening program. All of those are lovely. And at the end of the day, kids are going to spend the most amount of their time at school engaged in, in the teaching and learning process. So I wanted parents to hear how we do that, how we talk to them about it what we do when your kid is is just killing it and how we make sure they can progress. And if your kid needs some more help, how we're going to respond to that. So that was always a big one for me. And I always also wanted parents to hear how we approached issues of safety. You know, Mm -hmm. every parent, is concerned about safety. We don't have to go to like big dramatic things. You're just you're just concerned You're going to send your child away from you, especially when they're little. Um, and so I just wanted families to hear how we approach safety. You know, from the outside in, right? How how gates work, when they lock, how the door buzzer works, um, how we do guest and visitor sign in, um, and then you know what we do when kids don't get along.
1: Can you also walk us through a little bit of the timeline? Okay, so I Damn. get my application in mm-hmm. February 10th. Yep. What happens next? Yeah.
0: So then on f- after that, then our team starts applying, you know, the, the. I mean, I sound so like, I guess it kind of sounds cool when you, the algorithm, but you know, <laughs> we start applying the algorithm to all these applications that basically operationalize the priority system. And then we prepare to to give out offers on March 6th. So on March 6th, families will get a text message uh, and an email or both uh, that say, Hey, you have a new offer and you log into uh, choose org and you can see what you've been given an offer for and to. Um, and then that starts a process of, uh, of offer cycles that get increasingly more, um, uh, rapid, right. As we get throughout the spring and into the summer. I think this is a lot of things. A lot of people put a lot of emotional, uh, weight into that very first offer that comes out. And I would just, again, uh, refer back to rule one around not panicking if that first offer doesn't look like the one you wanted.
1: Yeah. So the big things to remember, I mean, the two important dates for now to remember are the February 10th, uh, closing of the on-time window, yep. and then the March 6th right. of when your offers are That's going right. up based on if you got today. Absolutely. Okay. And then, you know, before we close stuff out, um, families will have about six weeks when we come back from break, mm-hmm. when the break is over. Yep. Families will have about six weeks when the break is over yep. to kind of take the time and do some of the things you said, right? Like, yeah. if you want to go take a look at it again, OUSD.org backslash enroll has all the tours and mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. on there. To go take a look. Yeah.
0: And if you're if you're looking, if you're enrolling in middle school and high school, we'll have our we'll have our virtual showcases in January. Uh, shameless for, plug, Yeah, shameless start, plug. January 16th, I mean, this, middle schools. <laughs> say it again, say
1: it again. January 16th, middle school showcases start. January twenty third, high school showcases start. So come join us. Nice. All uh, info on OUSD.org. Backslash <laughs> enroll.
0: You know, and I think, I think, yeah, there's that opportunity to do that. There's there's increasing opportunities not to panic. Um, and, you know, at a lot of schools also, there's, there's outreach that the school is doing to um, help fifth graders choose their sixth grade, their middle school, help eighth graders choose their high school. Um, and so, you know, folks that are – if they're having a hard time navigating the system, we have uh, – we've trained staff at schools to support. We have uh, email and text-based help support uh, in our offices. We have a sign-up opportunity for people to make appointments. And then we also have four satellite offices. And so our satellite offices are where, you know, we're, we're over here by the lake in our main offices uh, across the street from Grand Lake Theater. And not everyone can get here. It's not always convenient or easy. So we have satellite offices at West Oakland Middle School. At uh, Urban Promise Academy in the Fruitvale, at Havens Court Campus in the 60s, and at Elmhurst uh, on 98th, and those satellite offices are open two days a week, and there's enrollment specialists there to support families. If
1: if it's just a lot easier to go to those to those campuses. Anything else we didn't cover, but we should have covered for that prospective family?
0: Mm-hmm. We have schools in OUSD that are. Extremely well known, right? And they're extremely well known for a variety of reasons, and many of those reasons are super positive, right? Where where there's reasons why folks are pursuing those schools. There's a number of schools that just like don't have their stories out there at the same level, either because their 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 you know growth to excellence is less established, or because people just don't know about them. And so I think I think just in saying that is is there's so much beauty and excellence in OUSD schools and families just shouldn't be lured in this trap that there's only one school, and I think also shouldn't be lured in this trap that there's a a right school or a best school with a big capital R or a big capital B, because I think those ways of thinking, and this this, again, this is some soapboxy stuff, and this is some other things, but like (laughs) they just kind of they just kind of. Education is not a consumable item, right? And it's not, it's not something where, you know, your kid is a little Pac-Man and you need to give them as many education pellets as you can so they can grow up big and strong and Ivy League application eligible. Really, it's a process. It is a community based process. Um, and, you know, our, ch- our choice system is, is designed not to pit schools against each other and not to kind of create conditions where folks are, are really thinking about the best school and there is one best school, but rather um, – you know, allowing for the differences in the way people live their lives, allowing for differences in the way people might pursue different programs. Um, again, dual language, I think, is really one of the big ones. But particularly when we get into high school applications, our high schools have many, many um, uh, career and college-themed pathways. And if your child really wants to pursue one, y- you're going to emphasize those schools, right? We're also, at the same time, kind of pushing back on the thinking that, that – um, there's only one way to do that or there's this best. And I think there's a lot of times where school um, can get used as a status symbol. And if that's, what's going on at your playground, like just stop going to that playground Um, and like really stop. And because, you know, and I think also saying this as someone who um, I did not get my first choice, Bobby, I don't know if you know that. (laughs) I don't know if you know that I did not get, we did not get our first choice school. And you know what? you love
1: the school you're yeah, at yeah,
0: we love the school we're at, and like it 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 did I know that I didn't like did we at different times like you know are we still in this process of like of thinking about it and engaging yeah like and I think everybody does, but in the I think you allow yourself to be surprised
1: again, folks out there remember on time window closes February tenth mm-hmm. you fill out an application at choose and then for information tours events um uh, well, we talked about satellite office hours, that kind of thing. Just take a look at what the priorities are. You go to OUSD.org backslash enroll. That's right. Anything else?
0: Get those applications in.
1: Yes. February 10th, people. February 10th. February 10th. We got a, a break coming up. Perfect time to fill out that application. That's great. Right. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you.
0: And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Grow With Us is me, Killian Betlock, with support from Bobby Jordan, Mario Capitelli, and Kip Scott. Our theme music and production is from Brian Ostriker. To stay in touch with the great and exciting work happening at OUSD schools every day, follow on Instagram at TownSproutsOUSD, at OakInTheMiddle, at TheLinkOUSD. We'll see you next week.